Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. ACB in Action, where the heart and soul of ACB shines. I'm Cindy, and I welcome you to tonight's show, along with my guests. We're sitting around the virtual table, and with me is Artist Bazin, and Jeannie Johnson, Sheila Young, and Earlene Hughes. And thank you, ladies, so much for being a part of tonight. Appreciate you. You're welcome. So let's get started. Why don't we start with a a real easy question, and that is, where were you born and where do you live? That's pretty easy, uh, if I don't mind saying so myself. So, Jeannie, I'm going to let you start it. Well, I was born in San Diego, California. I was a Navy brat, born on the Naval Base, and now I happily live in Nashville, Tennessee. All right. And how about you, Earlene? I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm also a Navy brat, and I now live in West Lafayette, Indiana. All right. Okay, how about you, Artis? I was born in Rock Rapids, Iowa. That's in the very northwest uh, Iowa, about 30 miles from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And now I live in Burbank, California. Okay. <laughs> nobody lives where they were born, I'm noticing. Okay, and how about you, Sheila? <laughs> this is too funny. I was born in Pax River, Maryland, as a Navy brat. <laughs> <laughs> and I now live in Orlando, Florida. So. Well, you mean only three of you are brats? I thought all four of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh. so... Here's one. Artists, you can start this one. What brought you to ACB originally, like way back when? Sure. I was living in South Dakota at the time when I lost my vision. And the center, site center in Sioux Falls, told me about uh, a convention that was being held locally for the South Dakota Association of the Blind. And so I joined that group. And at the time, they didn't have any chapters. They just had uh, the national convention. And then I moved to Iowa a few years later and then got involved in NFB because there wasn't a chapter of of the Mm -hmm. uh, council in Des Moines. And so then when when they were kicked out (laughs) of NFB, (laughs) anyone who followed John Taylor or or Sylvester Nimmers was kicked out. Yeah, and so... Then uh, we were our own affiliate for uh, about four years, and then I joined ACB in 1985 again. So, All right. And uh, so when did you originally join? How long ago was that? The- um, 1972. All right. All right. Let's see who goes the furthest back. All right. How about you, Jeannie? <laughs> well, I do not go the furthest back. I joined in 85. Okay. Because um, my then husband, a different one, and I had moved to back to Nashville, Tennessee, from Missouri, 
And we ended up living in the same apartment complex with Brenda Dillon, for those of you who may know her. Oh, my goodness. And, oh, yeah, wow. except then she was Brenda Trevino because she was married to someone else at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, she invited me to join, and I joined and have been a member off and on ever since. For a little while, the ex-husband and I lived in Murfreesboro where we couldn't get to chapters in nashville or you know he he could drive and wouldn't necessarily come so anyway but i'm in it to stay all right (laughs) how about you sheila oh when did i i I unfortunately did not get involved in acb until 2005 so i'm probably the new kid on the block (laughs) um and i was somebody had to be it yeah exactly (laughs) I'm probably the oldest in the group, but I'm the new kid on the block. (laughs) They call that a late bloomer. There you go. (laughs) When I moved to Orlando and I was new in the area, our DBS was giving um, free trips to sponsor people to go to national conventions at that time. So in 2005, I was asked if I wanted to go to Las Vegas, and I said, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was, yeah. (laughs) So I said, um, me? Um, And and I I won't repeat what I said, but I said, of course. So uh, (laughs) it was in there somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 So, so in 2005, I got to go to national for the first time in Las Vegas. So, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How about you, Erlene? Well, in June of 1997, we had a NFB chapter here in Lafayette, Indiana, and we all voted to come over to ACB (laughs) as a chapter. So we all came over together and cool. I've I've been here ever since. Awesome. I like this that is, story. You guys have great stories. I love this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Erlene, why don't you start and uh, just tell us a little bit about your vision loss and, uh, you know, what is your eye condition and how long have you been blind? Well, I've been blind since birth. I weighed 2 pounds, 13 ounces. I was premature. So I had the old term the mm-hmm. rlf mm-hmm. i forget what it's called now because i just go by the old term but uh that's what um caused my blindness blindness like most people in my generation mm-hmm. all right how about you sheila um i have retinitis pigmentosa so i had low vision my whole life i was never i could see I could read large print, but I've never been able to drive. And as I got older, my vision deteriorated. So for the last 20 years, I really haven't had much functional vision. And now I have no functional vision. So, mm-hmm. How about you, Artis? I lost my sight at the age of 20. I was in a car accident. And at the time, there, my car didn't have seatbelts. Mm. And uh, driver went over a hill. There was no warning sign saying there was a dead end over the hill. Went mm. over the hill and the dead end was right there. Went into a deep ditch. The car was totaled. And um, I, they think, I don't remember, 
but uh, they think I hit my head um, either on the mirror or on the dash and my glasses cut across my eyes. So I'm not sure if the mirror did it or if the dash with my glasses oh, wow. cut across my eyes. And um, I uh, woke up four days later and I couldn't see anything. Wow. 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 That must have been pretty darn devastating. Holy smoke. Well, glad you survived I, it. And uh, Well, and actually, you know, it was... Um, a positive thing, like people think it's negative, but my youngest sister had been killed in a car accident like seven months before my accident. Oh my gosh. Your and family. so they didn't, yeah, they didn't think I was going to make it through the night. And so I, my parents were devastated. And so I think that was a good thing for me because I wanted to prove, you know, that I was okay and they didn't have to worry about me. Yeah. Well, that's. That's quite a story. Uh, and Jeannie. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps. Um, I, too, am an RLF baby or retinopathy of prematurity. I guess they call it now. I don't know if it's exactly the same or not. I weighed two and a half pounds. I was even smaller. Um, and I was told later in life that I was really lucky to have been born at a naval hospital because they did have the latest and greatest and were able to make sure or, you know, pretty much ensure that I would live, although at that time they didn't know that I would be blind, but I was, of course. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Jeannie, I'm going to stay with you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your family, Uh, you know, married, children, not either. What? Well, I am very happily married, and my husband and I have been married about a little over 11 years. I have two grown stepdaughters one in florida and one here in nashville and in our household we have four wonderful dogs all pets and three great felines so that's my family in a nutshell oh my goodness you have you have quite a A entourage there (laughs) Uh Uh, how about you sheila (laughs) um i am divorced i have been divorced since uh, well, been separated and divorced since November of 2004 when I came to Florida. Um, I have two sons. One is 42 and one will be 40 in September. Uh, actually, two weeks. Wow. Uh, <laughs> now I feel really old. Um, I have I have five grandchildren, one five-day-old granddaughter who uh-huh. is just precious, and um, um, I just, I guess that's... So what do your grandchildren call you? Do they call you Grandma? Or? No, Graham. Graham. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm Nana. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yep. Me too. Right. Yeah. All right. How about you, Erlene? I have three children, eight grandchildren two sisters, and my guide dog, Tess. All right. And are you grandma? I am grandma. All right. Very good. And Artis, how about you? I've been happily married for 11 years. Um, I have two daughters. One daughter is 40, and the second one just turned 39. (laughs) And I have three grandchildren. Um, uh, My eldest is 18. She's a uh, going to just be starting her sophomore year at Iowa, University of Iowa. And then the other ones are two little ones. They're uh, four and six. Uh, boy is 
four and the girl is six. Mm -hmm. And then I have um, uh, four brothers and sisters living, uh, one brother and three sisters. And the brother's a baby. (laughs) And what do your grandchildren call you? Uh, Grandma. All right. Very good. All right. This is a fun question. I'm going to start with Sheila. What is the best vacation you've ever taken? Ever. Oh, ever, ever. (laughs) Ever, ever. You know what? I surprised my, well, no, that's not really the best. Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) I I went to Madrid to Benidorm, Spain, and Alicante, Spain, when my ex was in the military and he was on a cruise. We went to a bunch of the wives got together and we flew over and we met the husbands and I think we were there a week. I can't remember how many days we were there, but oh my gosh, Benidorm and Alicante. Alicante is a beautiful, beautiful little town. So it's just, that was, that's probably the best vacation ever. Awesome. That's great. How about you artists? I would say the best one is a 12-day British Isles cruise. Um, We did that as our uh, honeymoon a year after we were married, but we call it our honeymoon cruise. And then uh, five days after the cruise, we went to the Netherlands to see my oldest daughter for five days because she was living there at the time. So that we really enjoyed that. Wonderful. All right, Earlene. I have to say the best vacation I ever had was the... 2005 Las Vegas convention. I won some money at Blackjack and I got to go see Gladys Knight. Oh, oh wow. See? Never know what's going to pop up. That's awesome. That's great. All right. And how about you, Jeannie? Well, I'm kind of a combination of all the others because mine was in 2005. And it was a cruise. We, I went with my best friend, Sherry, and Fortunately, she'd lost her husband the year before, so she wanted to do something fun. And we went with a bunch of other people who were blind or visually impaired, and it was awesome. Um, we all we did the talent show one night, and there was only one person on it who wasn't from our, our group, so we told him he could be an honorary blind person, and he <laughs> took it the way we meant it. He laughed. <laughs> All right, so um, let's stay with you, Jeannie. What is your current leadership role in your affiliate, and why don't you name your affiliate? My affiliate is Tennessee Council of the Blind, and I am the president. All right, and how long have you been doing that? Well, this is the end of my two-year term, but because of COVID and the fact that we didn't have a convention this year, I get to go another year at least, so we'll see what happens after that. Okay. And how about you, Sheila? I'm president of the Florida Council of the Blind, have been since uh, May of 2018, and I was supposed to either get kicked out in <laughs> or reelected, but as Jeannie said, we couldn't uh, do voting, so they're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> as though they'd really kick you out. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Now, how about you, Erlene? Well, 
I I represent Blind Information Technology Specialists, otherwise known as BITS. I am currently the interim president as of July 21st. And okay. we're having a good time. All right, and we're going to talk about that in a minute yeah. too cuz that's the next that's the next turn we're taking, but artists <laughs> go for it. Yes, um, I'm currently the president of Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, and I have been uh, back and forth between VP and president for the last, oh, I don't know, probably dozen years. (laughs) All right. Now, I really, I thought of the four of you because, of course, something near and dear to my heart is our active community and the community calls that we have that have been going on since March and have grown into crazy numbers and, uh, and a Facebook group has grown out of it. And it's just so many other amazing things. Um, And so Erlene, I want to start with you because bits prior to the pandemic, you guys really, your, your calls in the evening uh, at, at 8 p.m. Eastern, most of those were just for BITS members, right? And it was just, was it just Saturday nights that was open to anybody? Am I right? Yes, that's that's right. Yeah. We did that since, oh, I think 2003, we had a Saturday night chat, but it was open to everybody, not just Right, right. But but during the week, that wasn't the case, right? Right, that's right, that's right. And so when I, so... When we started doing these community calls, the, I did two in one week. Uh, it was just like, how can we stay connected? And then that Friday, I emailed leadership and I said, you know, uh, if anybody has calls that they'd be willing to open up. And so I got the information for a Saturday night bits call. So that was the first affiliate that actually stepped up and said, yes, we have a, a call that we'd like to put on the schedule. And I don't know, it wasn't much longer, a few weeks maybe, that I got word that it was every day. And <laughs> you guys have been doing that for about five months yeah. now, right? Every right. night. There's well, a party animals, I've heard. You know, well, that you guys can- <laughs> On the very same day that you, you sent out the announcement, I wasn't the person who sent the announcement to you. But I went to the BITS board and I asked the board for approval to host the BITS chat every night because I could see with the, the need. pandemic yeah. coming. Yeah. There, people would want to have someone to talk to or something to do. And myself and I've gotten other hosts to be involved. And we've had the chat every night since Friday the 13th of March. Huh. <laughs> and... And you guys have also re- gotten members because of those calls, right? I mean, you, you've had new people yeah. come. So we, it's- we certified 123 members on March 15th, and we now have 176 members. So oh. we've gained like 53 members as of wow. that day. Just, just amazing. So, uh, and then artists. You, in, in your role, of course, as membership chair, have held calls through the community calls. We've been advertising them there. So those numbers, you've seen some growth in attendance, obviously, for that. And then you've also done stuff with IV as well, right? With um, Correct. Yeah. 
and yes, we've had we've had more people attending uh, the membership calls because of the community. Uh, before that, our our generally our calls were we uh, probably twenty five to thirty uh, generally, and um, now we've had a lot more. Uh, I think particularly the the ones surrounding convention, how to access convention, et cetera. But even the last uh, one we had uh, a week or so ago uh, about involving everyone was uh, pretty well attended. But Ivy, Ivy decided to do a couple calls. So we did two calls in um, uh, June, and both of them, we didn't have a lot of attendance. We probably had about dozen or so but we did get two new members from that and then another person that was on the call joined the IV email list which we allow anyone to join that's awesome and so, so that's good and we're planning to do one a month in the future we just haven't got together a good time for us I'm hoping to get that to you uh, hopefully to, uh, tonight or tomorrow because um, we're trying to get one day a month so we can keep it the same you know, so I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, that that's helpful. Speaking of like a regular routine time frame, I will just say that Sheila, you uh-huh. <laughs> you came to me and were willing to do some sort of a recipe swap. It was like just once. kind of one time, <laughs> once. yes. And then I said, "Oh, that was so wonderful! How about doing it again?" And you were like, "I would love to." No, that's not what you said. But <laughs> really, I think that's kind of what you said. Was really no, yeah, really. And they are well attended, aren't they? Oh yeah. In fact, and you next- guys have so much fun. Oh my gosh, it is so much fun. And I think next Wednesday is our twelfth or thirteenth, and we do it every other week. And yes, it is. It, when when you when you asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll try it. And then you said, well, you know, will you do it again? I was like. What? Are you sure? Like, I remember you were like, do you think real people really want it again? Because the first one was just a recipe swap. Yeah, it was just general. It was general, and nobody knew what they were doing. Uh I mean, and you know, (laughs) Um, but now you're focused. Oh my god, and it's It's, just crazy. Yep, and we have a theme. So yeah, what I do is at the end of the swapping. I ask them, all right, what are we going to do in two weeks? And I take a vote and everybody that's on the call decides what we're going to do for the next one. And it's really been a lot of fun. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't get the community schedule, you need to get it just so you could read the recipe swap little title and description. (laughs) They are always so clever. Seriously, they're great. So thank you for doing that. But even more importantly, a few weeks ago, you reached out and started another call. So can you tell people about that one? We do a divorce chat every other week. And that is for people who have been divorced or um, not, you know, you don't have to be divorced, but in a relationship and no longer in the relationship and it changes your life it changes your um 
financial, your living, your family, your friends, relationships. And, you know, we just talk about how we feel about not being in that situation any longer. And our meetings are closed. So people can feel free to share and cry and, and talk. And it's really been very nice. So. So, and thank you for stepping up to do that. Uh, it's been really good and uh, small group, but uh, faithful people yeah. come in and write faithfully. Yep. And yep, so, do. anyway, thank you for, I mean, just proving that, uh, you know, you could take something like this recipe swap. And I think you'd get big turnout if you had it every week. However, <laughs> no, the other week, <laughs> the other Wednesdays, so you do the Wednesdays at seven o'clock every other Wednesday, but then the other Wednesday, Jeannie, you have Yay. fallen into <laughs> doing It's Electric. So tell us about what is It's Electric, and you've definitely fell into that one, and it's been a I, good I, I did. I definitely fell yeah. into it. Another person <laughs> was going to have a call. It was going to be, I think, about air fryers. I don't remember whether it was Instant Pot or Air Fryer, but I joined in because I love my instant pot and I love instant pots and I love my air fryer. And um, while I was on the call, I invited everyone to join a Facebook group that I have that focuses on small kitchen appliances. And this other person suddenly decided that I was the instant pot queen. (laughs) And for a while we did it together and then she um, left it to me, I think, and and has taken on some other duties within the yeah, calls, but, which is good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we talk about uh, small kitchen electric appliances. A lot of concentration happens to be on instant pots and air fryers because people are interested in those. And right now, they're also interested in the smart products the ones that will run with lady a i don't know if any run with google home or not but uh, we just talk about it every week and people can ask their questions every other week every other yeah. week yes every other week mm-hmm. and it, ours is at um 7 30 eastern right. time instead of seven but then so, then you've gotten drawn into something else so i i will just share just briefly that Melanie started a few months ago, she wanted to do a craft chat, and it was going to be every other Sunday, one hour every other Sunday. Well, it wasn't even within a month. I think they did two of them. Next thing you know, they're every Sunday. And then they they said, well, there's a need for classes. So now they do every Thursday for two hours there's knitting classes, and you are involved in the needle knitting. Is that right? That's right, yes. Yeah. Jane Corona and I do the needle knitting every other Thursday from 5 Eastern to 7 Eastern. And the first hour, we concentrate on those who are beginning knitters that are just learning. And then they can stay if they want. But the second hour, for those of us who are more experienced but still want to learn more because you, I don't think you ever learn everything there is to know um we chat and discuss things and we have a knit along that we can all work on and do together and sometimes you know we learn new things from that so it's fun and that group has grown even more i mean they do loom knitting the other thursday and then starting on the 14th they're going to be doing or i think it's 
well, anyways, starting on, not the 14th, starting on the 15th. 8th. Oh, it's the 8th? Or okay. The 8th or the 15th. Anyway, starting fairly soon. Yeah. I feel like it's the 8th, maybe. Uh, anyway, they're going to be starting uh, uh, crocheting classes on a twos- on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., I believe. Uh don't quote me on that. But anyway, watch your schedule. Uh, it's just crazy. It's gone to like 20 hours of content from two hours of content a month just on crafts. So I call them my crazy craft ladies, but I'm sure they'd welcome men too. And, um, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. Now, I, I, I want to thank you guys for supporting that, for, for really helping out and um, for, yeah, just stepping up. You know, it's it really has made a big difference in the lives of many of our members and people out even outside of ACB who are taking part in our community events. So, um, and it wouldn't happen without people like you, each of you. So, thank you guys. All right, my next question is: I want to know since you guys are so busy doing these, staying up till all hours of the morning doing social events or crafts or whatever it is you're doing. Now Sheila is also one of my hosts. Um, <laughs> I want to know what is uh, describe a perfect relaxing evening, Earlene. Well, I have to be honest. I haven't had very many relaxing I evenings bet you haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could make one, what would it be? Oh, well, football season is coming in nine days. Right. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> so that's going to be your relaxation? Um, yes, hopefully. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. And Artis, how about for you? A good relaxing evening is... Yeah. Going out for dinner, and well, it used to be seeing a concert or something, but obviously that's not in the cards right now. So just going out <laughs> for dinner. Uh, now, right now, it's only outside restaurants, but you know, it's still better than cooking. Although I do enjoy cooking. So, <laughs> okay. And how about you, Jeannie? Well, even though I'm stuck here right now, I really do enjoy being at home. But a relaxing evening would be. My husband is going to fix dinner instead of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Sheila, how about you? I don't have a husband to fix me dinner. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your what's your relaxing evening then? Um taking my phone off the hook and sitting here and listening to a good book and drinking a good glass of wine. All right. I think I could do a combination of those. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that's great. So uh, favorite movie of all time artists. You know, that's tough. I've seen so many good ones. Um, Yeah. but my most recent favorite is the Harriet Tubman movie. I thought that was just fantastic. It was audio described and it was it was great. All right. Sheila, how about for you? What's your favorite movie of all time? Gone with the Wind. Oh, good classic. Yeah. 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 All right. How about you, Erlene? The Godfather. Oh wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I gave my brother nightmares. <clears throat> it it's so funny. <laughs> my mom had just put wallpaper on my brother my little brother's walls 
and of all things, it was horses' heads. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We went to that movie. Anyway. Oh, Jeannie, how about for you? Well, y'all are probably going to laugh, but, you know, they say that we go into our second childhood, although this has always been my favorite and another classic. I love The Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's my second. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. That, that's up there with my top five for sure. Yep. I mean, that yep. is definitely a classic. Yep. Followed the Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. You know, uh, yeah. Artists, you mentioned a dinner. So I'm going to say, you invite me for dinner. <laughs> Do we go out? Or are you cooking for me? Depends on the weather. <laughs> um, I probably would say going out. So where would we go? Okay. Uh, one of my uh, favorite places is it- Italian. And we have a place here called uh, the table, the kitchen table. And it's excellent Italian food. Okay. Although- Although I have so many favorite restaurants too. That's okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. We're, we'll start there. We'll stop there. Uh, Jeannie, how about you? Are you cooking for me or are you taking me out? I'm going to cook for you because oh, you I don't know how much Southern food you've had. And, and I think you need a good Southern rib stick and meal. All right. So tell me what would you fix me? <laughs> this sounds good. <laughs> well, my husband loves my steak better than going out, so I'm going to air fry the steak, and you'll have to tell me how you like it so I'll know how long to cook it. And then, because this is a food group for me, we're going to have mashed potatoes and green beans and homemade biscuits and <laughs> sweet tea to drink. Okay. All right. No worrying about calories at your house, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Oh. All right, Sheila, are we going out or are you cooking for me? It depends on how long you're going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're only going to be here one time, yeah, we're going to go. No, I'm going to cook. I'm, I'm going to make you my family lasagna mm. with salad and garlic bread, and I'm going to serve you a lot of wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she knows me. Okay. <laughs> um, and Irly, how about you? Well, Indiana's known for its good beef, so I'm going to take you out, and we're going to go to Mountain Jack's because there is something there for everyone, and you can have wine there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Oh, my gosh. You guys are great. (laughs) So I want to know, and this is kind of a more serious uh, question, but what is the greatest challenge you've ever faced? And uh, Jeannie, why don't you start us? Okay. It was in 2014. For years, I'd had this lump on the side of my head and I didn't think too much of it and about 
uh, a year or two before that, my hairdresser said, oh, it's probably just a sebaceous cyst. But my niece is a nurse, and I showed it to her, and she said, Aunt Jeannie, that is not a sebaceous cyst. You need to get that checked out. Well, to make a long story short, I did, and it was a meningioma, which is a tumor that grows on the outside of the brain. And the greatest challenge was actually the time that um, building up to when I actually had the surgery, but I had an awesome doctor from Vanderbilt that a friend suggested. And obviously, fortunately, everything came out fine. Wow. Hallelujah. It was very wow. scary, though. My goodness. All right. How about you, Erlene? My greatest challenge was um, being a single parent with my three children. My children are all grown up now. They have children of their own, and they all graduated from college. Oh, wow. wow that's amazing. All right. How about you, Artis? I would say my biggest challenge was my uh, last divorce uh, because it was a difficult situation. My husband had several strokes and had lots of, um, so he had ended up having dementia and uh, lost the rest of his vision. And and um, he had uh, nine brothers and sisters who all thought that I should be handling him differently. And um, they, they were causing havoc with my kids. My kids were uh, teenagers at the time and they expected my kids to be with them all the time and if I wasn't home they would come over and hate harass my daughters and so finally I just decided to get divorced but it was very difficult because I still loved him but he was you know he um, just needed care and um, it was it was tough and uh, I'm sure I, it was well and I just you know I felt guilty about you know the situation but i didn't feel that i had you know too many options and six months after the divorce they wanted me to take them back they said well now they realize that i had been you know doing the best i could and it was yeah it was it was tough it was i think it was more difficult than when i had the heart attack and that was you know that was difficult but not as bad as the you know divorce situation Wow. And how about you, Sheila? Probably when my ex walked out on me and I had to leave my home in Mississippi and come to Florida and create a whole new life and not knowing anyone except my sister. Thank God for her. Mm. So just trying to reestablish myself and getting over the whole... After 27 years, he walked out and just trying to, you know, figure yeah. out what 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 are you going to do now and where are you going to go. So, wow. but and it really it really was it was, you know, God knows what He's doing. Yep, and sure. I I certainly am in a much better place and very fortunate to be where I am. Yep. But at the time, I didn't think so. <laughs> of course, yep. But look how resilient you all are, you know. Here we all are s- sitting here, and, and and I get to join you on all of that, you know. We're all resilient, right? Um, yep. 
strong women, and uh, what an honor to be sitting here with you guys. Um, so this is a, just a, I, I want to know what brings you joy. So what is it that brings you joy? And uh, let's, let's go with you, Sheila. What brings you joy? Oh, gosh, so many things bring me joy. Um, seeing my grandchildren that live here locally, um, communicating with my members and helping them, meeting my new friends throughout the ACB community, just, you know, being part of my immediate family and then just being part of this new group i have just met so many wonderful people and i just feel like every day is a blessing when you can talk to somebody and they say how are you you know i just i just i just love it (laughs) awesome erlene what brings you joy well i like to read when i have time i like to listen to shows on my iphone I enjoy working hard. I seem to get more energy. The harder I work, the more energy I get. I enjoy working with other people, especially people on the bits board and the members that work with me to help work on the bits chat. That's There's something different happening every night. It's You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And how about and I you? like sports? Sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, I could tell football, right? So, who's your team? Who's your team for football? Well, I like the Colts and the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. And if none of those teams are playing, I'll listen anyway. Well, you're a little fickle, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm I'm happy baseball's back. That's been I'm I'm so glad relieved that baseball's back. Yeah. And I like. I like basketball, too. I like the Boilermakers, the Purdue Boilermakers. Well, if you haven't checked it out yet, um, this Saturday, Dan and Eric are going to be back with Let's Talk Sports. And I'm telling you, those two, uh, that's our president and executive director, they both know their sports. And, man, do they remember stuff. And (laughs) they get into it. And so if you want something to do on a Saturday night, seriously, just – Tune in on the community channel and listen to uh, Dan and Eric this Saturday. And I think we're going to get them to come on maybe on a regular basis on the first Saturday. But they've done a few of them, and they've been really a lot of fun to listen to. All right, Jeannie, what brings you joy? Well, lots of things bring me joy. I, I could say life in general because most of the time I think life is good, but I enjoy my pets and my family and my knitting and my cooking and I love to eat in case anybody didn't <laughs> keep and I forgot to mention <laughs> anyway, um, and, and I have to tell everyone especially since we have at least one baseball enthusiast here <laughs> I sadly don't know much about it but I have a nephew who is in the majors now with the Boston Red Sox his name Ooh. is Chris Mazza. What's his name? Chris Mazza, M-A-Z-Z-A. And his girlfriend lives here in Nashville, so they're going to live in this area, and they're getting married in November. Wow, and what does he play? I know he plays for Boston. He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. Well, we'll be 
listening for Chris Mazza. That's exciting. <laughs> wow. How about you, artists? What brings you joy? Well, I love getting together with my grandkids, although um, now uh, that's difficult. I did see my one granddaughter when I was in Pennsylvania last month because my daughter had surgery. But otherwise, I haven't been able to see my other ones, you know, since uh, January. So uh, that's fun. But we do a lot of FaceTime. Um, so that's good. And uh, so family is, you know, really good. And we uh, really like getting together with friends. And we've been doing, you know, a lot of phone calls and so forth. But it's not the same as getting together with, you know, friends and family in person. But I also do like my ACB family. I'm very active in RSVA and I enjoy uh, working with them and Ivy and my um, local chapter. And, And I'm also part of couple networking groups business networking groups and i love getting together with them so that's you know i I stay busy (laughs) all right okay now some of you are going to have to go a little further back than others but Uh 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 (laughs) when you were a teenage girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah you had to go that far back Sheila. Okay. When you were a teenage girl, who was your celebrity crush? And Earlene. Oh, I really liked Ernie Banks, the first baseman with the Chicago Cubs. I actually got an opportunity to interview Ernie Banks for my high school paper. Um, I wrote sports for the paper. And back in those days, you could actually, if you were if you really put your mind to it, you could call people back in those days and find them. And I found him and I talked to his wife and I explained to her about my project. And I went there on opening day in 1971 and I got to interview Ernie Banks and it was really cool. He's, he was wow. a very, very nice man. Wow. That is awesome. That is very awesome. cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, artists, who was your teenage celebrity crush elvis elvis (laughs) i love awesome i loved uh, his music and i still do today i just just did. all right and Jeannie. well we have to remember celebrity is in the eye of the beholder (laughs) celebrity to one may not be a celebrity celebrity to other you know That's just like true. our talking book readers or our yes. or some of our celebrities uh-huh. but, um back when i was a teenager i was really into southern gospel music and and i sang and played the piano and wrote some and anyway i wanted to of course end up marrying a gospel music singer so there was this guy that was local um but at the time he was a celebrity in the southern gospel music field and his name was gary max fadden and he was my high school celebrity crush (laughs) that's awesome all right sheila how about you oh you're not gonna believe this it was john kennedy (laughs) i just i i would have loved to meet him Mm -hmm. and loved to meet jackie I, i just thought that that would have been such a pleasure, but it would have been Elvis. <laughs> but I wasn't going to steal artists, so 
Um, yeah, yeah, I just could have shared, you know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> shared Elvis. <laughs> that's that's kind of true. All right. So who would you say was the most influential person in your life growing up? Like who, you know, who gave you, I know that's a deep question, right? Oh, I've got it. Okay. All right. Go for it then. Okay. My grandfather, and and I think I can get through this without crying. He was such an awesome man. Um, Growing up, I lived with my grandparents and my grandmother unfortunately was a witch with a bee y'all can figure that out because <laughs> i can't say it on the radio but my grandfather was the kindest most gentle man and sometimes he would sit and read to me but one of the things he learned in the navy was how to do leather work and he wrote a poem from me and for each of my two sisters that lived with him and my grandmother and he carved my poem into leather and that's one of my most prized possessions today oh, I bet you it is oh wow <laughs> anybody else want to share sure oh okay. you can go all right uh sheila that was artist oh artist sorry <laughs> artist go ahead i heard like i thought i heard three voices at once all right artist go ahead okay uh sunday school teacher of mm-hmm. mine, Kenneth Ken DeGroote, and he was um, my Sunday school teacher in fifth grade, but he was such a, a good mentor, and then he was a farmer, and then he decided to become a pastor and went to back to school and while he was a farmer, to, uh, and he ended up not became an official pastor, but he ended up just being a lay pastor, but um I always just, you know, looked up to him. He's a great, great person and uh, a good friend of the family. I mean, his family and my family were were friends. Uh-huh. And so it was great. All right. And Erlene? I would have to say the most in- influential person in my life was my mother. Um, when I was born, they told her that they didn't think I would live. And she called me her prize package. And... I lived, I had to stay in the preemie unit for a while there at the Navy base, but um, she taught me that if I wanted to do something bad enough, I could do it, no matter what it was. And there were things that I wanted to do that I found out that I couldn't do, and there were probably things that I did that I shouldn't have done, but... <laughs> Mom never, she never overprotected me. If I wanted to ride my sister's bike, my sister's two-wheel bike in the neighborhood, they let me do that. They'd park their cars in the same place, and I knew most of the time where their cars were. <laughs> and I, I lived a normal, as normal of childhood as you could possibly live. And, of course, when you get out on your own, sometimes things don't go as you plan. And that was the same situation with my divorce. Um, he was a sighted person. And, but mom told me, you know, just obey the, what the judge says, make sure you do what the judge tells you to do. Don't disobey the judge. And, and she was right. So I have to give my mom all the credit in the world. All right. Sheila. 
Do you have someone to share? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my mom. My mother had polio. I was two. Um, my sister was six months old. And she was paralyzed from the waist up. She came out of it after being in an iron lung and rocking bed and um, ended up being a single mom after my dad and she divorced. And she took care of me and my sister. And she was one strong lady. So... Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Sheila. Um, and uh, when did she pass away? Uh, 2006. She wow. was, wow. yeah, she was, um, they told her she wouldn't live past 35, and she defied she, them. Yeah, I guess she did. She yeah. died at 73. So. Wow. All right, our last question, ladies. Uh, here's your chance to advertise your affiliate. In a couple of sentences, tell our listeners why they should join your affiliate. And mm, artists, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, I think Ivy has been underrated. I think there are lots of blind people who have their own businesses and could be part of Ivy, but um, just probably because they're probably busy in lots of other affiliates. And so I would encourage anyone who's an entrepreneur or just interested in entrepreneurship, even if they're not doing it currently, or if they're retired and want to have something else to do to consider doing something on the side to come and join Ivy and um, see what you can learn. <laughs> and is there a way for them to easily get a hold of you? Do you guys have a website? or? Yes, we have a website. It's ivy-acb.org. And they also, we also have an email list, which we um, changed like three years ago into allowing anyone to join our email list. And it's not a real, very busy email list um the um, other thing that i like to tell people is it's an advertisement for your business because we have a member directory that's on the website so it lists all of our members with their businesses and business contact information etc and i encourage people to check out what blind business owners we have and use them all right very good (laughs) genie well i Okay. Um, Tennessee Council of the Blind. And if you want to reach us, you may email tcb. No, I'm sorry. No, I already got it wrong. Huh. Sorry about that. Okay. acb.org. And we would love to hear from you. We have chapters in Nashville and Knoxville and in the Crossville area and Memphis. Uh, Nashville is the biggest chapter, but we'd love to see our other chapters grow. And if anyone is listening in the Chattanooga area, we used to have a chapter there, and I'd love to get it established again. Also, we will take members at large. We'd love to have you. 
All right, very good. And Sheila? Um, Florida Council of the Blind does have a website. We are fcb.org. We have 22 chapters and special affiliates, and we're working on getting another member-at-large chapter going. We have guide dogs. We have Florida Councils of (laughs) with low vision, Um, the Coalition for Concerns of the Totally Blind, and RSVF, which is the Randolph Shepherd Vendors. We are a huge state affiliate, and we would love to have people join our affiliate. We are a good family group. All right. Erlene. Well, BITS has an email list where members can ask questions and announce their presentations. And it's like having your own technical support, all at the cost of paying your dues. We provide presentations to BITS members. And at various times during the year, presentations are open to the general public. And we're having a presentation on Blackboard on Tuesday night as well as another presentation, which I don't know the name yet, but it's going to be on Wednesday night. And we have hosted our convention program sessions since the June, or the July uh, convention in 2018. And it's open to anyone who wants to listen during the convention. And so this year, being virtual, it wasn't much of a change for us, but we had a lot more people listen, and people are always welcome to, to listen to our program sessions. And if you want to find out more about BITS, you can go to bits-acb.org and also our open chat that I've talked about already, and we welcome everyone. All right. I want you to think of one word that would describe you as a leader and uh genie flexible sheila oh gosh compassionate <laughs> okay erlene strong okay artists positive love it those are all amazing qualities you guys oh my gosh um and we have less than a minute so I think we're going to stop there I want to thank each of you Uh, I do want to share one thing I promised I would share this but ACB Voices is up and running it is our our blog for ACB and if you have not had an opportunity to check it out please go to acbvoices.org and uh, read some of some of the wonderful blogs that are already up there and if you have a story to tell we want your voice to be heard so you are able to submit your blog entries there as well i want to thank the four of you ladies for being part of tonight this was a special evening for me i hope it was special for you and uh just grateful to have you here with me tonight This is ACB in Action, where we go behind the scenes and on the front lines to learn the heart and soul of ACB. Join us again in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks for some other guests and listen each night at 9 p.m. 
uh, or each Tuesday night at 9 p.m. to ACB in Action. Thanks again, and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you.